0: Good afternoon, this is Mr. Quick with the DMCI Personal Finance Podcast. This podcast is a companion to the Google Slides presentations and videos posted to the Google Classroom. This is an audio option for students interested in hearing the lessons and can be listened to along with viewing the Google Slides. Today we start a new unit looking at Money Management. Now in Unit 3 you learned how financial institutions can help you manage your money as well as how to select a bank or credit union that meets your financial needs. You also learned how to monitor your bank account activities and keep track of your cash flow. In this unit, you're going to take a closer look at the flow of money in and out of your wallet or bank account. This unit will help you investigate where the money goes in order to give you a better understanding of how to manage your cash flow now and in the future. By now you have probably figured out that it would be difficult to do the activities associated with personal finance like spending, saving, giving and investing if you do not have any money. So we are going to start by looking at the concept of earning first. Another word that is often used instead of earning is income. This lesson will focus on the money flowing into your wallet or bank account. So by the end of this podcast, you should be able to identify the various ways you will be paid for the work you do. And the ways we're going to look at that are wages, salaries, commissions, contract work, and piecework. So now we're going to take a look at getting paid for your work. When you get a job, you are agreeing to provide labor or services in exchange for money. There are many ways that individuals can be paid or remunerated, a very difficult word for me to say, so I'm just going to stick with being paid for the work you do. Every job and employer may be different, so it's always important to understand how you will be paid for the work that you do before you accept employment. The first way we're gonna look at is a wage. A wage is a payment of money for labor or services based on an hourly, daily, or weekly basis. In Canada, every province has a minimum wage standard. A minimum wage is the lowest amount per hour that an employee must be paid for their work. We discussed this in the economics unit when we looked at how much employees are paid across Canada. So you may remember, what is Manitoba's minimum wage? its $11.90 per hour raised annually with the rate of inflation. It is important to note that employers can choose to pay their employees more than the minimum wage but they cannot pay them less than the minimum wage. This is regulated by the provincial government under the employment standards code. Another thing we talked about previously in the economics unit was the employment standards code under the acts and regulations set out by the federal and provincial governments the employment standards code is set out by the manitoba provincial government and is designed to protect employees and sets a minimum standard for how much they are paid for the work that they do now the minimum wages across canada varies because of these regulations from province to province in manitoba it's 11.90 dollars 90 we are the third lowest in Canada. Just below us is Saskatchewan at $11.45 and New Brunswick at $11.70. The highest minimum wages in Canada are Nunavut at $16, Alberta at $15, Ontario at $14.25, and British Columbia at $14.60. Now as you can see there are some wide discrepancies or differences between the minimum wages across Canada. Now this is for a variety of reasons and one of the biggest one is cost of living. And many of the provinces I've just named the cost of living compared to Manitoba is much higher. Now when it comes to the territories like Nunavut, Northwest Territories, and the Yukon they may offer higher minimum wages to be more competitive it's also quite expensive to live up north. Now, provinces like British Columbia and Ontario are very much known for their high cost of living. Alberta does not charge a PST, so they too could be looking to be competitive with other provinces. Having a higher minimum wage may cause people to decide to leave a province to to go to another province with a higher minimum wage. So a law passed in 2017 stated that every october 1st the minimum wage in manitoba will be adjusted to account for inflation based on the consumer price index this means that as the costs of goods and services rise so too will the minimum wage the government has the right however to freeze minimum wage in the case of economic downturn or recession now this is very interesting because currently Inflation has increased about 2 to 3%. Now, will the province in October agree to a 2 to 3% increase to the minimum wage? It's difficult to say because of that last line. The government has the right to freeze minimum wage in case of economic downturn or recession. As discussed in the economics unit, it was determined or discussed that Canada is in a recession. Right, And because of the pandemic, you can make the case that we are in an economic downturn so that minimum wage could be frozen. It'll be very interesting to see what happens as we go to October and as we get closer to that minimum wage discussion and to see what sort of reporting or news articles or just what people are going to be talking about when it comes to the minimum wage. Now many poverty rights groups argue that the minimum wage is still too low to support workers and help them get ahead. According to the Manitoba Federation of Labor, thousands of Manitobans are working full-time for minimum wage and still in poverty. They are calling on the provincial government to raise the minimum wage to at least $15 an hour, which they refer to as a living wage. Now this is very interesting because This $15 an hour minimum wage has been around for a number of years. And from some of the reading I have done is that $15 is not enough to be a living wage anymore. Because these arguments or these discussions have been made for several years as inflation has continued to grow, right? As that CPI index has increased over time. also possible in some jobs for employees to earn overtime pay this is when an employee works longer than the standard eight hour day or 40 hours per week if an employee works longer they must be paid 1.5 times their regular wage for the hours that are overtime now this is very important for you to listen to because you will be working right it's it just has to be said you will be working one day and understanding the rules and the laws around your employment are very important so if you work 10 hours for somebody they have to pay you two hours overtime and what does that mean that is 1.5 times your regular wage so if you get paid 1190 which is the minimum wage for eight hours, those last two hours, you'd be paid $17.85. That's the big difference, isn't it? So it's very important to pay attention to that. Now, did you know that the minimum number of hours you must be paid is three hours? If you are scheduled to work for less than three hours, you must be paid for those three hours, even though you did not work for the full three hours. So if you are working, and you say you're an hour into your, your shift and your boss comes up to you and says, you know what, it's quiet today, go home. Your boss has to pay you three hours. That is the minimum number of hours you have to work. When I used to work at the Winnipeg Rec League, we would have games that would only go on for two hours. Well, we had to pay the employees For three hours that is the law so it's very important to understand that because a lot of the employees at the Winnipeg Rec League some of them did not know that you had to do that but what's good is that my boss and the managers they caught that and would have them be paid for three hours now as a young person there are rules that employers and employees must follow young people who are 13 14 or 15 years of age need to complete a young workers readiness certificate course before they can begin working and there are rules that restrict your hours of employment and the type of work you can perform in manitoba the maximum number of hours a youth under 16 can work is 20 hours per week now what does that mean that means from the age of 13 to 15 You can work. You just need to have this certificate. So if you're waiting to you're 16 to get a job, you just had to get this certificate and get when you you get a job when you were 13. But school is important. Stay in school. So what should young employees expect? They should expect from their employer. That they are allowed to start work and that they must complete the young workers readiness certificate course as the employer employers must be provided with their certificate of completion that is signed by their parent or guardian employers must also know and follow the rules that restrict young people's hours and employment and the types of work they can perform now your next assignment or project will be doing a research project on young employees certificate just so you know what's available to you to start working now what should a parent or guardian expect is that they must understand the work restrictions for young people and decide if you if they consent to children working if they do not consent or sorry if they do consent the child they must sign the child's certificate of completion now young people you what should you expect? So, you must take the Young Workers Readiness Certification course to understand your rights and responsibilities in an employment relationship. When you have successfully completed this course and received your certification of completion, you can begin working as long as your parent or guardian has signed and given consent. So the next thing we're going to do is some math. Now I don't know how math is going to come across on a podcast, but we'll see what we can do. Now I'll be totally honest with you, I'm not a fan of math, and math isn't a fan of me. However, when it comes to money, math is my best friend. So you're now going to transfer what you've learned in math to your personal finance applications. So I'm gonna give you an example. I'm just gonna run through the math quickly. Hopefully this comes across well on a podcast. So Harley works 40 hours a week at her job where she is paid minimum wage at a rate of $11.90 an hour. How much will Harley earn in one week? So you take 40 hours, you multiply that by the pay rate of $11.90, and you get your earnings of $476 per week. You get paid bi-weekly so you take that 476 and you times it by two that will get you $952 uh, for your next paycheck that's pretty good now this is really important because this is the kind of math that you're going to be doing right when you get a job maybe go to the break room and you look at your schedule and you see how many hours you're working that week and you're going to take those numbers you're going to add them up together you're going to grab your phone calculator you're going to do the math and maybe you'll just do that quick mental math and you're going to figure out how much you're getting paid that week ties in that number by two and then you can figure out how much you're getting paid for your next paycheck now i'm going to tell you a little bit of an experience or story of when i used to work at costco now costco used to pay 15 dollars an hour on sundays you'd be given a four dollar top-up so you could be making 19 dollars an hour on sundays now if you're a cashier you'd get 50 cents on top of that so on sundays you can be paid 19 dollars 50 So that's pretty good for Sunday. So whenever they would ask me, Brennan, would you like to work Sunday? Absolutely, absolutely. I'll take it. Now this is where things get interesting. Now if that Sunday happened to fall on a holiday, you'd be given time and a half. So what that means is you take your $15 paycheck or your $15 pay, and then you times it by 0.5 and that gives you $7.50 take that $7.50 and you add it to your $15. So if you worked on Sunday on a holiday, you'd be paid $20.50 plus the $4 top up is 26.50 plus the 50 cents if you were a cashier, so you could be paid $27 an hour. Now I don't know if this has ever happened, but this could if you were to work on a holiday and you were asked to work overtime on Sunday at Costco. So if you worked 10 hours say you work 10 hours at Costco on a holiday on a Sunday you would be paid your $27 wage overtime so you'd be paid $40.50 per hour sounds like a nice little paycheck so if it ever happens ever comes up and you're working at Costco work a Sunday holiday overtime (laughs) So here's a couple more examples John works 52 hours this week at his job where he receives an hourly rate of $15 an hour how much will John earn this week right and the key thing you want to listen to John works 52 hours that means he has worked 12 hours of overtime so what you do is you take your first 40 hours and you calculate that number by $15 so that's 40 hours times 15 and that's $600 now to calculate OT You take that $15, times it by 1.5. That's $22.50. So it's your regular rate multiplied by 1.5. So you take those 12 hours of OT and times it by $22.50. So that's $270. So for John, working that overtime of 52 hours will earn him $870, which is your regular earnings and your overtime to get your total earnings. So you take. $600, which is what he would have made, and $270 for 12 hours of work. It's pretty good. So the next form of pay we're going to look at is salary. A salary is a payment of money for labor or services usually paid out monthly or bi-weekly, which is every two weeks. A salary is usually expressed as an annual sum of money that is separated into equal payments throughout the year. So here's an example is John's salary at his job is $54,000 per year. If he was paid monthly, how much will he earn each month? So you take the yearly salary of $54,000, divide that by 12 months and you'll get your monthly pay of $4,500. Now another type of pay is commission. A commission is a payment of money for selling a certain amount of goods or services. The two most common types of commissions include percentage of sales, where you earn a percentage of the total sales you are responsible for, and a flat rate based on sales volume, where you earn a set amount based on how many units of a product you sell. Now, Some employees can earn just the commission they make, however, if their total earnings do not equate to at least minimum wage, the employer must be required by law to top up their pay. Some employers may choose to pay their employees a wage or base salary plus the commission they earn. There are a variety of options so it is important that you understand how you are going to be paid for the work you do before you take the job. So let's do some quick commission math. So Janvit earns 5% commission on his total sales each week. This week his total sales were $12,000. Assuming Janvit Does not get a wage or base salary, how much will he make this week? So, minimum wage is $11.90 an hour, which means a 40 hour work week would equate to $476. So, John Vitt has to earn more than $476 or he will be topped up by his employer. So, we take the $12,000 in total sales, we multiply that by the 5% commission, which is $600 is his total earnings. So, his employer would not be required to top up his pay. Now, another example is Hannah earns a base salary of $2,000 a month plus $250 for every 1,000 units of product she sells. If Hannah sells 3,000 units of a product, how much would she make this month? So her base salary is $2,000 plus a $250 commission for every 1,000 products she sells. So you take that flat rate commission multiplied by 3,000, divide that by 1,000, right? And that equals your commission earned, which is $2,750, which is the base salary and the commission totaled together. Another way you can be paid is contract work. Contract work is when an individual is hired to do a specific task for a specific rate of pay. A contract is a spoken or written agreement between individuals or organizations that should clearly outline the key terms of the contract, such as specific task, job description, start and end date, payment terms. Independent contractors may not fall under the Employment Standards Code it is important that you carefully negotiate and consider any contract work you may be offered before you agree to these terms. Now a quick example of contract work is Olive works as a commercial cleaner, and she has several businesses with whom she has a contract to clean their office space in the evening. Company A pays Olive $500 per week. Company B pays, all, pays all Olive $800 per week. And Company C pays all of $1,200 per week. Assuming these are her only clients, how much would she make this week? Well, you would just take the $500 plus the $800 plus the $1,200 to get your total earnings of $2,500. Now, before we jump into the last type of pay, let's go over again the quick, the different ways to get paid. So we looked at wages. A little more detailed about that. We looked at overtime and holiday pay. We looked at salary. Now, a lot of careers will offer up a salary. So if you become a a nurse or a teacher or a CEO, you can give yourself a salary. The one thing with salary is sometimes they do not have overtime because you are paid for the entire year. So you're no longer, you're always going to be paid the same amount, so you're not Given a wage or an hourly rate so it's something to consider looking for a job with a salary looking for a job for a minimum for a, a wage now a commission is very interesting and it's very important to note that if your commission does not equal to the minimum wage of those hours worked your employer has to top them up or they are breaking the law they're not following the rules and regulations now there are a number of places that do commission usually those places have high value products such as a vehicle so they're charging Commission on a twenty five thousand or thirty five thousand dollar vehicle because the Commission is much higher than having to pay a minimum wage or a wage right so you definitely would cover that minimum wage The last one we looked at was contract work. Now, if you're ever going to do contract work, it is very, 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 very important that you get it all in writing, all right? It's very important. Get whatever contract you're working on, get it in writing. That way, if there is a dispute, that you can refer back to that document, right? Because independent contractors may not fall under the Employment Standards Code. Now I know this is where a lot of issues come in with things like skip the dishes or Uber, which sometimes are considered contract work. Now what that means is, is they can pick up shifts whenever they decide to. So they may not fall under the employment standards code, which means they don't have to make minimum wage. They don't have to work a certain amount of hours. They don't earn overtime. So it's something to remember and consider because this is a changing economy. And there's going to be new businesses that continually pop up and are introduced to the market that will challenge the current legal system or the current laws or the standards code. So it's very good to be aware of how you're going to get paid, because remember, that's money in your pocket. That's your money. You are exchanging your skills or your labor for money. So it has to, you have to be confident in what you are doing. The last way to get paid that we're going to look at is piecework. Now, piecework is where employees are paid a fixed rate for every unit or item they produce or action they perform. Like commissions, they are designed to provide incentive for employees to increase their productivity and in return earn more money. Some employees can earn just the piecework pay they make. However, if their total earnings do not equal at least a minimum wage, the employer would be required by law to top up their pay. So it's very important. Again, just like commission, if you are working piecework, so something like in a garment factory which may require you to create a certain amount of shoes or to sew on so many buttons or zippers or to work in a field where you are picking apples or strawberries or fruit or produce and you're paid on how many baskets you bring back if that if that number of baskets or that piecework does not equal to minimum wage the employer must and is required by law to top up your pay. So other employers pay their employees a wage of base or base salary plus the piecework they, rate they earn. So every job an employer must, uh, may be different, so it is important to understand how you'll be paid for the work you do. So let me repeat that. Other employers pay their employees a wage or base salary plus the piecework they earn. So you might get paid the minimum wage plus the piecework. So if you are uh, maybe picking produce and, or planting trees and you might be paid $15 an hour or $11.90 an hour plus however number of trees you plant. That's a, it's a nice little incentive. So you know you're going to be paid $11.90 an hour so you're going to work at whatever pace you feel is worth it. However, if you really are feeling incentivized by that, maybe it's an extra dollar, two, three dollars per tree you plant, you might work really hard to plant those trees so you can really top up your pay. So every job and employer may be different. So it is important to understand how you'll be paid for the work you do, right? That again, very important is when you sign that employee agreement, make sure you know how you're going to be paid. Is it a wage? Is it a salary? Is it a commission? Is it a contract? Is it piecework? Most jobs you will get to start will be minimum wage and you may progress to salary or you may go into commission. Something to consider. So an example of piecework, some math, is Janet works at a factory that manufactures clothing. She is paid 50 cents for every zipper she sews on a dress. If Janet sews 35 zippers an hour, how much would she make an hour? So you take your 50 cents, times that by 35. So 50 cents times 35 zippers an hour is $17.50 an hour. So piece work is multiplied by the number of units equals your pay. That's not bad, $17.50 an hour. Right, if Janet works an 8-hour shift and she consistently shows 35 zippers an hour, how much would she earn in a day? So you would just take that $17.50 times that by 8 hours. So it's 140 dollars per day. Now, if she were to do that 5 days a week, she would earn $700. Now, another example of piecework. Is that Nick works at a strawberry farm and he makes a wage of eleven dollars and ninety cents an hour? In addition to that, for every basket of strawberries he picks, he earns an additional two dollars. So if Nick works a five-hour shift and picks nine baskets of strawberries, how much would Nick earn in a day? So you would take eleven dollars and ninety cents times that by five is fifty-nine dollars and fifty cents. So for his five-hour shift times his regular hourly wage, it's $59.50. Now, if he picked nine baskets of strawberries, that's $2, so he gets $18. So then you take his hourly pay or his daily wage or his daily pay at $59.50, plus the $18 an hour or $18 per basket, and you get $77.50 per day. One other way you may get paid, especially if you work in a service related job, is through tips. Now in some service related jobs, you also may receive tips and this is considered income. That's very important. Tips are considered income. So if you are a server at a restaurant and you receive cash tips, you have to keep track of it because you have to claim it as income on your taxes. Right. So I'm going to repeat that. It's very important. So if you work as a server or you work in a service related rest or service related job where you are paid a tip, you have to track your tips because it is considered income and you will have to file that income on your taxes. So tips are money that is given to someone in order to reward them for their services. Some places of employment have specific rules on how tips are to be dispersed. For example, if you work as a server in a restaurant, you may be required to share a portion of your tips with the cooks, the dishwashers, and other restaurant staff. If you do receive tips, it is important to keep track of your tips you receive as this must be claimed as income when you do your taxes. Three-peats. Very important so tips would be on it as an addition to the minimum wage from what I believe in Manitoba you are still paid a minimum wage of $11.90 plus your tips in other provinces this is different sometimes service workers or anyone who receives a tip like a server receive less than minimum wage so they would have a separate income or a separate minimum wage so for people who don't receive tips it would be you know 14 an hour for those who do receive tips it's 10 dollars an hour right it's just they're trying to find some sort of some incentive and equality however it's not always fair to everybody but that's not the case that i believe in manitoba other provinces they could have that in place however from what i understand in manitoba it's not like that so looking through the different ways you can get paid you have the wage the salary commission contract work and piece work So let's review today's lesson today's lesson was about earning money we looked at the different ways you could be paid such as a wage a salary a commission contract work piecework and tips we also looked at the minimum wage and the young workers readiness certification and we looked at a number of calculations on how to calculate wage how to calculate salary and commission and contract work and piecework we little we did a little bit of math so hopefully that was fun for you and you were able to get a full understanding of how important it is to know the basic math so that you know what you're getting paid but it's also very important to know the rules around how you're getting paid right you have to receive a minimum wage as of right now it's $11.90 an hour all right $11.90 an hour is the minimum wage in Manitoba it could increase in October but as of right now $11.90 your overtime pay is 1.5 times the additional hours you work over eight hours a day or 40 hours a week right you also have holiday pay at 1.4 or time and a half what you would be paid so these are all the things that we have talked about When looking at how you earn money, I want to thank you very much for listening and taking the time to listen to this podcast. Have a wonderful afternoon.